Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 86 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am glad that you're listening. In this episode, I had the distinct pleasure to talk to someone that, quite frankly, I never thought I'd talk with. Not the person, necessarily, but just the set of circumstances. This young man is named Linton Martin, and he's a Gold Coast Sun supporter. Now, that isn't all that unique. Yes, they're a young club. They've been in the in the comp for about a decade. But when you hear this episode and when you listen to this, you'll understand what makes Linton such a unique supporter. And he is absolutely passionate about the Gold Coast Suns. And I think that uh, he is also very bullish on the Gold Coast Suns as well, as are many people thinking that they're going to be definitely heading in the right direction. So I hope you enjoy this discussion that I have with him. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I learned a lot from him as far as the the way that the uh, the game um, came to Gold Coast, uh, how he became a Gold Coast supporter. Because when you hear his story, you're going to go, wait a minute, how did this happen? Because it's the exact same thing that I thought as well. I could not figure out how he ended up being a Gold Coast supporter. But he explained it very well. Like I said, he's very passionate about it, and I, uh, I think you'll you'll uh, you'll respect his decision as well. So, ladies and gents, I'd like to encourage you uh, if you're listening to consider signing up for the mailing list on the podcast. Uh, I should be in the very near future uh, transitioning over to a standalone website for the podcast, which would include uh, a location for you to sign up on a mailing list to interact with me directly on there to allow me to uh, have a blog on the site as well. It's something that I've been exploring and been uh, working with for the last couple of months, and I think it's just about ready to uh, to come to fruition, so I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, you'll have to bookmark another web address on your phone or on your computers because uh, it will be one that will be easy to remember. It's going to be the name of my podcast, and we'll get into that once this thing goes live, but hopefully that's in the next couple of days. But again, at the moment, I'd love to have you sign up on the mailing list because when a new episode comes out or when I do a live episode, I send out that new episode directly to them as first thing when it comes out, as well as uh, sending out an invitation to come out of the live episodes to that uh, web address as well. I'd also be very appreciative if you consider uh, sharing an ep- the episode, this episode, or your favorite episode with your friends and family on social media. Yeah, spread the word. It would be great for, I think, you know, more people to hear what's going on here, the views of the guests that I have on here. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, my love for this game is, is resonating and is, is, uh, is permeating through the podcast. And I think it is. I, I well, That's me tooting my own horn, but I think it's, uh, if I haven't demonstrated how much I love this game, I'm not sure exactly what the heck I've been doing here for the last 14 months. But also... I hope you'll consider checking out the Redbubble page, uh, my storefront. There's a couple good designs there. I have a couple more that I'm working on. I'm starting to, to map out how I want them to look. And uh, I think when they come out, uh, what's the best word I could use to describe it? I would say that those designs would be a little bit uh, edgy, if you will. Okay. The designs I have out right now, they're G-rated. These are definitely going to be... PG-13 if you're here in the States, or, you know, if it was a movie, it's, you know, hey, you should be at least 16 to watch this movie, that kind of thing. So, not not foul language or anything like that, not obscene language or anything like that, but, but just something that's kind of fun that I think that will catch on with some people. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, also, if you want to check out the uh, Buy Me a Coffee page and, and help out the podcast that way, that'd be fantastic as well. And, uh, I really think you'll enjoy the episode, so sit back, relax. This one runs about an hour. Uh, he he absolutely crushed the trivia section as well. And, and this young man, I think he's 19 years old, he said, uh, was having a birthday uh, on Saturday, I believe. Uh, he's, a, he's a day ahead of me, of course. And the things that he is doing to show his support for this club and his love for this club are, are, are phenomenal. And it, it's really impressive to see somebody that, that is devoting so much of their time for 
a club that they've fallen in love with. So, like I said, sit back and relax. I think you're going to like this episode. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And hello again, ladies and gentlemen. We are back for, I believe this is our 13th preview episode. I still have four or five clubs I'm trying to uh, to nail down uh, guests for. And uh, this young man is... Uh, is a unique character and I can't wait to hear his story. I don't know his story yet because uh, it's something that I, that quite frankly, it, it shocks me that uh, some of the information that he's passed along to me here and it, it shocked me in a good way here. So uh, he's, uh, he's studying to become a, uh, a school teacher, which is near and dear to my heart, having done that for 27 years. And uh, I would like to welcome Melbourne based Gold Coast Suns member linton martin to the podcast linton welcome aboard sir so so thankful you can take some time out of your morning g'day craig uh, it's a pleasure to be here and i can't wait to get going and see where this journey takes me this in is, america yes well you know you're gonna have uh you're gonna hear you're gonna have a lot of people listening here in the u.s you're also gonna have a lot of people listening in australia as well because about 60 percent of the people that, that do tune into the podcast are in australia so and, oh, and it's good that yeah, it's good that we're taking the game internationally. We've had the China experience that they've gone into, and we've also got a potential American experience coming up with the Giants that they're looking into. So it's good that we're able to expand our great game. Right, right. Because if I'm not mistaken, you know, had the pandemic not happened, round one was supposed to be Essendon and GWS in Los Angeles this yeah. year. Either this year or next year, but that yeah. was talked about before the pandemic, and obviously yeah. that's been put to a halt. But it's not to say it might not happen in the future. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we shall. Hopefully, hopefully it'll happen because I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to see that occur. So, what I've been doing with the, uh, well, you know what? Before I even get into that sort of thing, you told me before we started this tonight that you are a lifelong Melbourne resident. You born and raised in Melbourne, correct? You've, you've lived there your, you've lived there your whole life yep. okay there are nine teams that play in melbourne and one just right down the road in geelong yep how did you become a gold coast supporter well when i was seven i believe six or seven maybe eight there was talk of the new expansion sides coming into the league and that was exciting that was something that something I don't know if I would have another chance to be part of. Supporter clubs in the get-go, a club that I could choose to barrack for. And I was choosing between the Gold Coast and the Giants. Now, as a Victorian, I hate New South Wales. I hate Sydney. Victoria <laughs> and New South Wales have a strong rivalry. We hate each other. I will only go up there if I have to go up there for the football, the cricket. That's it. Okay. Anyway, and I've always liked the clean sand lifestyle and I love the Gold Coast and the club's just a unique club. It's got a community feel too. I feel like it's one of the most um, community-based clubs in the country because when you look at Sydney and the Giants, for example, they're sharing Sydney. We've got a similar um, it, we've got a similar reasoning to what Geelong's got. They're the only club in that area. We're the only club on the coast. So it's got a more community feel and that's the kind of person I am. So I barrack the Gold Coast as a club to start with someone right from the start, whether they're going to be a successful team and win four premierships in a row or if they're going to dwindle down the bottom like we have. But in saying that, I feel like off the field, we've done a really good job with participation rates going booming through the through um, the southeast Queensland region. And... We've been able to integrate women's football as well, very successfully in um, Southeast Queensland. So all these things have been a reason why I've been so proud that I've been able to be a member and stay true with the Suns and hopefully finals and potentially a premiership isn't too far around the corner. Okay. It, it, so let me ask this as a follow-up then. So yeah. before before you became a, a Sun supporter, did you, and you don't have to identify the club, but did you support a different club? Look, I had a team and that was based on my parents' team. Okay, so, I was going to get to that in a minute, yes. Yeah. 
it was my team, but I didn't really support them and barrack for them and be a member and have an invested interest as much as I do for the Gold Coast. Okay. So when the, that's why when the new teams came in, I thought this is a chance for me to go for my own team that I want to go for and adopt it as my own. Okay. Well, real quickly, I, I when you said that uh, you thought that this might be the only opportunity in your lifetime to to support a team from the basically from the ground floor when they just get started. I can guarantee you that there are a whole bunch of people in Tasmania that are disagreeing with yeah. you right now. <laughs> yeah. they, they're hoping they get their I shot. I would love to see a Tasmanian yeah. team come into the competition. Yeah. Um, I'll still stay true with the Gold Coast. Right, right. Yeah. I, I do get that argument quite a bit, but um, I'm sure Tasmania will get into the competition. But as I said, I just love the Gold Coast, the region. And I'm okay. supported to, uh, I'm supporting the region. I'm supporting the uh, Gold Coast Suns, and I cannot wait to see what's next because we've got an exciting future. So, with your with your parents, you know, barracking for a club, how how far back did your family barrack for that club? If you if you know off the top of your head, like grandparents, great grandparents, that type of thing, how far back did that club go in your family tree? Not too sure, but I know it's a club that not many people like. So okay. That way. And okay. they're lucky they've still got all their teeth too. <laughs> well, we've I, I believe we've made this a rather black and white issue here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So and if you look at it, no one hates Gold Coast. There's no reason to hate the Suns, but that other team, there's lots of reason to hate it. That's a great point. That's a great point. Are you... Now that you've been a Gold Coast supporter since their inception, are are your parents okay with that? They are. Okay. I've, I've probably even seen my parents always tune into the games and they've come to some of the games with me. They even okay. reluctantly put a Gold Coast scarf on. So I'm slowly converting them. I think we might talk about it a bit later, but I coach junior football and if a player doesn't have a team, well, I tell them what team they're barracking for. Okay. Well, I just, I actually did a, uh, you said you listened to a, a recent episode uh, with uh, Glenn Suber. Did you listen to that one all the way through to the end? Not all the way through, okay. but I did tune in. in okay. Yeah. Because at the end, I put on a, uh, there was, I did an interview on Triple M in Gippsland uh, last yeah. week with uh, uh, a lady who's the, the, one of the, the the DJ there, who is a, she's becoming a footy fan and she's from the gold coast area so she's a gold coast mm. supporter as well That's so good. we need more gold coast there, there you go and, there you yeah, go yeah. so I, I mean i just that just it just still it boggles my mind that you know that somebody from melbourne chose to do that but your reasoning is very sound for having done it so i mean i i i, I completely understand that you did it and why you did it but it's just it's one of those things that you still go really that's like uh it that's like a uh it's like a great white shark saying that they're a vegetarian. <laughs> it is interesting. It is awkward, but that's okay. I'm proud of my decision. And I've as, got, as I said, I've got a very big invested interest in the Gold Coast. And I just get a big bunch of excitement when they come out to play and they kick goal. Don't watch me watching the football, particularly yeah. if we lose. I absolutely go off. Yeah. Well, and you should be proud of it. So, you know, yep. you, you know, we're here to talk about 2021, okay? There were some positive things that happened in 2020 right up until the right up until the visit to GMBHA Stadium last year. And yep. uh and the shoulder. Yes, yep. I do, I don't even remember which cats which cats player tackled him, but uh they did a pretty good number on his shoulder. Uh so Let's start with the let's start with the the oh no situation here. They're going to be playing here. I'll probably get this out this weekend. Uh, how are you going to know if this season is not going well? What's what are the indicators for you that you have in your checklist that are going to say okay, this isn't working the way we hoped? Well, we with the draw. When you're looking at the draw, we play West Coast in Perth round one. Yeah, that's not an easy task. I think we can win on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, our time. Um, I think we can win, but if we're at least showing that we're competitive, we're trying, we're doing all the things that we've done in the preseason, that we did it pretty well against Brisbane, or if West Coast gets off to a 
good lead and then we're able to fight back. Maybe not win the game, but if we can fight back, it shows that they are trying. If we just let a six-goal lead go out to a 10-goal lead to a 12-goal lead and it just keeps on going week one, that's where alarm bells start to ring. I know it's only round one, but we've got North Melbourne round two. Now, we should win that. And Adelaide round three, we should win that. If we just get over the line in both those games, then you do need to put the hazard lights on because it might be a slow season, a very long season. Okay. And and I was you know, I was looking at the teams that you're playing twice. Mm. You've got you've got uh, you have a, a kind of a mixed bag. You've got Brisbane twice, of course, which is you know yeah, that, the, the, the local club, and then that should be the case. You've got a natural yeah. rivalry there. You've got the Bulldogs twice as well. Yeah, I and think you... we can get one of the Bulldogs games. Yeah. Um, we fought pretty hard in the Thursday night game, our first ever primetime game last year. Right. And I thought we had our opportunities to win that. So right. particularly the game at home, I think we're able to win that. Maybe early on at Marvel, we could even be a chance because the way we've travelled recently, we always start the season well and then fall off towards the end. So if we're able to challenge up until around 17, 18, 19, and then maybe fall away, that's better than falling away at the bye like we've done in the last few seasons. So that's another point that you can look into. Okay. So, and you've also, you've got Sydney, you've got Carlton. Carlton should be yeah. you know, pushing for us. We're the eight. same level as Carlton, I think. Yeah. yeah. I and feel then, like Fremantle and Carlton were both in the same situation in our rebuild. Right, right. Yeah. And then you've got the you've got the ruse also, so you you have some games yeah. that that should, we should win. You, that should be advantageous to you. That you you know if you do things well, you should be able mm. to take advantage of those and hopefully get a couple you know put you know put some points on your uh, your scoreboard for you. Then now of course you know with the with the Eagles yeah. though, you realize you realize that the Eagles are also watching that series making their mark, and they just recently watched. Yeah that first game back starting after the uh the shutdown yep. when when the suns just throttled them so i i have yep. a fee i have a feeling that there's somewhere in, 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 yeah somewhere in their training facility there's a there's a gold coast sun logo somewhere with a big bullseye on it because they're coming yep. for you round one because they uh, you embarrassed yep. them last year you know so we i did. yeah They've they got a few injuries, and that's where I'm a little bit hopeful. Realistically, right, right. we'll probably go down, but if we go down by a couple of goals only, I feel like that's a pretty good effort. Okay. From Perth. Okay. We've yeah, never that's... won in Perth before at Optus, so but you never say never. Right, right. So how are you going to know that things are going well? If things are going well, you can just sense the excitement and the um, passion amongst the supporters, number one. Um, I'm on a few Facebook groups and when things are going bad, you just see complaints after complaints after complaints. That's one thing. Number two, if they can um, fight it out in the second half, that's a sense that things are going well as well. If the media are talking about the club in a positive light and not calling for us to be um, abolished, not calling for us to go to Tasmania, not calling for our um, concessions to be um, taken off us well they probably will because of um, our success or our growth at the moment but if th those things aren't happening then I feel like we are making um, strong paths to a success for future so yeah that's how I look at it yeah and I and, and I think just simply based upon the 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 youthfulness of your list I think there's going to be. You can't have can't help but really have excitement on that yeah. list because because they don't know how not to have excitement. Yeah. Okay. And so. and I and I think that you know, you know you 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 have a club that has, I think somebody who's who if if he stays healthy, could become one of the the great young leaders in yeah. this comp. You know that uh, you know a. Uh, a player that's going to be probably in the very near future spoken about in the same terms as, as Patty Cripps and Nat Fife yeah. and Patty Dangerfield, you know, his name is going to be, is going to be there with them. And then, you, and then yeah. you've got, you know, you've got, you know, somebody like Isaac Rankin, who's, you know, who's got, 
he's got the you know the same type of skill set as somebody like Liam Ryan, you yeah. know, who, who's gonna you know who is much more of a household name right now because he's he's played on a team that's won a premiership recently. You know, so yeah. I, I I think that they're they're the if you think about it as you know the uh, is the needle pointing up or pointing down? I think the needle is pointing directly up for the Suns right now. Mm. You know, so and you mentioned those players, but we've got a strong second string players too. So you mentioned Ralph. We've got Noah Anderson that's had a mm-hmm. fantastic preseason. Right, and right. Ralph gets all the attention. Well, it takes our other um, midfielders off the hook and they can go and fire. So that's the benefits of having a strong midfield. And Sam Collins, he was fantastic last year. How he was on the VFL, in the VFL for a long time and clubs didn't want to pick him up gets me beat um he was fantastic he's a strong playing defense and i thought our back line did a fantastic job last year so if all these things continue to improve as you said we're going up right i absolutely think so um with you uh what are the key what are the keys for your the club that you know you, you mentioned the things that are going to look at as being successful. What are the, what are the, what are the key things that they, that they have to do in order to ensure that success? What, what are they, what has to happen for it to, to, to occur? On field, we've been able to, when, when we fight hard in the forward line, the opposition's able to just quickly get the ball rebound from the back line and kick a goal. We need to be able to stop that from happening. Um, we also need to, on the field, take it, as I said, take advantage of our forward 50s that we've got. Too many times last year, we, as I said, we fight hard in the forward line and we deal with the hard work to get it up there. And it just, we don't take opportunities. We miss kicks. Um, Sexton, he needs to be able to learn to kick a drop punt, not no snaps. He kicks snaps all the time. But if he can kick a drop punt, we'll be good. And yeah. even Ben King, I feel like he did. He's only learning and he's only developing, but he needs to be able to take those strong marks in the um, inside 50. Too many times he just fumbled those balls and it provided um, the, you know, the crumbers to come in and get the ball. But as a key number one forward, he needs to be able to take those contested marks. Well, one of the things about him is that, you know, he's as tall as he is. Yeah. He, he still is only, he's only 87 kilos. Yeah. So and he's he, young too. Yeah, he 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 needs to get stronger. Yeah, you know he he's gonna he. Ha- I think in the next five to six years, and I'm I'm gonna bring up a name that uh, you know that used to be up in this part of the part of the country. He he's gonna have to bulk up to look like somebody like Charlie Dixon. Yeah, you know, and to- Charlie Dixon he's just a monster. He's yeah, big, absolutely. He's got such a strong mark. His kicking can get a little bit better, and that's where I feel like Ben King's kicking's pretty good. But if it's going to take a few pre-seasons, I feel, to get into that strength of a key AFL forward. But once he gets that strength and he gets that build, he will be unstoppable. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think he is. Now, um, do you think they have rewritten his contract to tell him not to play any golf? Well, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast yesterday a Gold Coast podcast, and they said, well, when St Kilda come up to the Gold Coast, I think it's around midway through the year, we should invite them over to Royal Pines on the other side and the Rain River and hit a few golf clubs and see where they mistakenly hit. Yeah, well, and and they probably stayed in one of those resorts up up in Gold Coast last yeah. year during, when Mark they were in the hub. The hub. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know the name of the newspaper in Gold Coast. I, I probably should, but I, but let's let's say that you have uh, you you've decided you're going to give up your your uh, desire to become a teacher, and you become yep. a uh, a sports writer, and you just got hired to be the sports editor for the the Gold Coast newspaper. Bulletin. What Gold Coast Bulletin? Yeah. Okay, Gold Coast Bulletin. What what is the headline at the end of the season for the Suns? What's the headline that you have printed in the paper? This is the headline I hope's true. Suns reign supreme and take out the first expansion premiership. Now, I hope it happens. Realistically, it might not, but maybe Suns surge into fight into historic first finals. I hope that's okay. Okay. I think we're capable of doing that this year. 
Okay. I think I had them on my ladder prediction I did the other day. I had them, I believe, at, uh, I think I had them in the 11th spot at 11 and yep. 11. Yeah. And I that's had... fair. I feel like we'll be around the middle of the table. If we, if all things go our way, we might get into an elimination final. If not, right, we'll right. just fall slightly out. But if we're in that middle section of the ladder, I feel like we're on the way to knocking on the door hard next year for the finals. Now, yeah, and I, I had uh, I had said at the end of last year, I'd committed to saying that uh, that Fremantle was going to play finals this year. So I plugged yeah. them in the eight spot because I, I thought yeah. defensively they were a terrific club, not unlike the yeah. AFLW club. Which you know, yeah, well, well, yeah. awesome. They well, play really well. While we've been talking here over the last twenty minutes or so, Kira Bowers had six tackles. She's not even playing a game right now, but she still managed to get six tackles. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, I mean, they they are, and I, I think that's just maybe the way that they're doing it in Fremantle. Period. You mm-hmm. know that that, uh, and what I was amazed early in the year. You know, with the, with the women's club, like four games into the season, looking at their stats, their their kick to handball ratio was like two point five kicks to every handball, which was just amazing. You know, it was just and it you was, see too, you see as well with the reduced soft caps and the COVID cuts uh-huh. and so on, you're going to see more alignment between the men's and the women's team. So that might even be the same coaches. That might be a similar game plan as well. Just Good because point. it's not enough money to be able to pay for all these specialist coaches, part-timers and all that. So that's, that's a great why point. you might see similar, um, you know, setups in the men and the women teams. I didn't even think about that, but that's a really good point. So who are you excited to see in a uh, Suns Guernsey this year? And it doesn't have to be somebody that's new to the club, but no. maybe they they probably were number 18, I would imagine. But uh, I am not. I'm not going to say Matt Real. Um, okay. He's just the number one pick. Oh, I am excited to see him and see how he returns from his injury. But Will Brody, Will Brody, number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, he, there was talk of him getting traded out last year. And I feel like he's put in the hard yards in the preseason. And this year is pretty much his final year to really knock on the door and show that he is ready for AFL football and he okay. can make an impact at AFL football. And if he does all those things, then he will be at the club for a long time and he's going to be an important part of our club. So let's see how he responds to the potential trading that could have happened at the end of last year. And what's amazing is he's only 22 years old. You know, it's, yeah. it, 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 it's not like it's not like he's... Team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are young and it's not going to happen straight away. Young players, you will get... And young teams, you will get inconsistency. So Right, right. You can't expect us to play well every game. There will be the odd game where things just don't go well for us. We will have form slumps, and that's going to happen. But it's how we respond from them, and I'm confident that the we've got the right people involved, and we will be able to, you know, bounce back from those struggles and charge up the other. Yeah, and and it's uh, one of the things that I've that I've finding interesting is that, you know you. Yes, when the when the club came into existence back in 2011, they brought they brought in Gary Ablett Jr. They they brought in a, they brought in a big name to help sell tickets. So that's, I think that's probably a safe thing to say. Yeah. You wanted to sell you want you wanted to put butts in the seats basically, okay? Uh, because you were you were going into from what I have learned over the last couple of years, you you were taking you were diving headfirst into rugby territory, and you yeah. needed you needed to have a name that was going to be able to compete with that. Well, the Suns have kind of gotten them self-established a little bit right now. They, you know, the they had some good things happen last year, but this year they they brought in a couple players who have played in a grand final. They brought in you know yeah. Rory Atkins. They brought in Oleg Markov. That are you know that guys who have been part of clubs that that know how to win. Yeah. I mean, I, I and go ahead. Last year we saw Brandon Ellis. He had a fantastic impact on the club. Yeah. Um, from a leadership style um, point of view, from a performance po- point of view, from a professional point of view, because he's been in the Richmond system. Same thing with Hugh Greenwood. Although Adelaide were on the way down, he still was part of a club that made a grand final in 2017. And right, he right. had a fantastic impact on us last year. He was, I think, one of my, our better players. The clearance work he did 
was absolutely stunning and hopefully brings that this year and helps the younger players to develop into someone like him and we can all um, rapidly improve. Yeah, I think it's uh I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of you know, there may be some growing pains, but I think you've got you've got a really good um thing going for you here. So what when you go when you go to the games, what you know, when you're you're in the stands, what what is your what's your go-to snack at the game? I've been asking that of people because I've never been to a game before. What what is it you have to have while you're there? I usually get that's because the prices are pretty um, steep at okay. some of the stadiums in Melbourne, but I'll usually get a four and twenty pie. Okay. If I don't get a four and twenty pie, I'll get a bucket of chips. That's it. Okay. Okay. Just to keep me warm because it gets cold down here watching the footy. You are Very not cold. The, you're not the first person to say that, but uh, as far as just using the chips to help keep your hands warm. Uh, yeah. That's okay. So, you know, you got. You've got a couple of things going on here that you know. You you said you you said you you're working as a coach in junior footy, yeah. And and that's that's great that you're helping you know you're helping young players learn the game and learn how to play it correctly as well. Uh, but tell me about the 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 Suns website that you're working on creating, like the historical encyclopedia you're creating, because that that right that's, there is is something that you know is fast is fascinating to hear about that you're you're investing your time in doing that. Oh, when I first thought of this idea, I thought I want to have somewhere, whether it's a website, whatever it is, to have all the information together. Now, it's going to take me longer than I thought it would, only because what we're in March and university's full on at the moment. So I'm going to be working on it on the side when I get a chance. So right, right. things such as historical photos, historical lists, things as such as um, I've done a list of every home ground we've had for VFL, NEFL, AFL women's practice matches and how many games we played. And that's actually interesting. That interests me. I've got a list of um, the board members we've had throughout our history. Um, the, who else do I have? I think I've got players that have played 50 games. So lists like that. I've got low, special logos we've had over our time. Um, I want to get some highlight videos, but I don't know how that works with copyright. Right, um, right. Some, some photos, historical photos, um, such as our launch when we launched in 2011. Mm -hmm. um, so a few things like that. And even how we got the Gold Coast name, the different ones that were um, suggested or proposed at the time. So, yeah, I was hoping it, I might have got it up this year. But realistically, it will take me probably a couple of years. But I'm doing some work on the, behind the scenes, getting some okay. lists and all resources up and going. Okay. So I see how where, where that takes me. But it will be exciting when it's finally up. Now, have you had any uh, have you had any feedback from the club themselves at all? Have they helped out with any information not or the, any kind of images? Not the club, but I've um, put put up some posts on a on the Gold Coast Sun supporters page and. I've got some ideas of what they want me to put on there. So okay. things such as that. Terrific. So, yeah, but it, as I said, it's going to take a few years, but when it's up and going, it'll be a great resource. So Fantastic. And, yeah, it, I'm looking forward to it. And it's interesting finding out where your clubs come from. And uh -huh. it's easier because it's um, we've only been around 10 years. I right. hate to be doing Melbourne. It's been around for 160 years. Or Geelong, yeah. Or July. Yeah. Yeah. But get both. a lot of information. But it's still interesting when you're researching about right. it. Right. Well, I was I was gonna say since you said you you you're glad you weren't doing Melbourne or Geelong, then I will I was gonna say, well, you get this one done, you've only got 17 more to go. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah. Who do you think is gonna be the 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 biggest surprise for the Suns this year? Who's gonna come out who's gonna come out of nowhere and, and people are gonna go Wow! Did not see that coming. Did not see him having this fantastic season. Who's who's your sleeper for this year, if you will? Uh, probably Charlie Ballard. Okay, we started to make some grounds last year in the back line, but I feel like he's going to be one of our number one or two defenders, and he'll shut down some pretty key forwards in opposition teams. Uh, he's got another preseason under himself. He's learned from the best, I feel. Um, and 
you know, he's someone that he's only young too, but he's an exciting part. And you look at the you look at the young players and you think you need to be attacking, attacking, attacking. Yes, you do, but he's just a great um, contested mark. He's a great um, interceptor, interceptor that we really need. We need those to intercept the marks when they come into the back line. So he does really well and he can shut teams down. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for him this year. And, and he's a big guy. He's 195 centimetres. Yeah. He's a he's you know, big. He, as a key defender, he's somebody who can go up there and compete with somebody you know, like yeah. Tom Hawkins, you know, Charlie Hawk or Charlie yeah. Hawkins, Charlie Dixon, um, that yeah. sort of thing. So, I mean, that's great to have that kind of bulk there. So who do you, uh, who do you see being the club's best and fairest this year? Best and fairest. <laughs> if Matt Rowell gets the whole season through, he'll win. And okay. he'll challenge for the Brownlow as well. Okay. I'm confident in that. Okay. Uh, he'll win the Rising Star. And if we're in the grand final, he'll win the Norm Smith medal. Well, there but, you, okay. That's, I, I, he's, I, that, he's that, that much of a gun. He's unstoppable. But Noah Anderson will challenge. He had a fantastic second part of the season last year. And he's just going to make come in and leaps and bounds this year. So he's someone that will definitely be in the top five. I've got no, um, no, you know, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Now, no they, doubts they, about it at all. They were teammates when they were younger as well, were they not? Yep. They play, okay, I was going to say they played growing up together. They went as well. to school together. They played with Oakley together. It was a dream scenario to get in one and two because yeah. they, I wouldn't have been sure if they both would have stayed if they were both at different clubs. They would want to play together one day. So getting okay. both at the Gold Coast together, I feel like we're going to keep them long term. Okay, so as long as we do well. Well, let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this prediction. This this uh, to to look into your crystal ball down the future in the future, uh, is Ben going to go play with Max or is Max going to come play with Ben? Well, <laughs> Ben was a Saint Kilda supporter when he was younger. Okay, but last year every team was up in Queensland. Every team experienced how good Queensland life is. Every mm-hmm. team experienced the lifestyle every team experienced how there's not much media around. So Max isn't the only one that could potentially come up um, and join the Suns. I'm sure there's other players for, gee, how good is this? I might join the Gold Coast in the next few years when my contract's up. So trade periods in the future, look out, we're coming. Now, do you, once you finish with university, you begin your teaching career, do you you have any interest in going and – moving to Queensland to be a teacher there so you're closer to the club and you can be maybe more involved as, as a supporter of the club in the Gold Coast area? I have had my thoughts about it. Okay. At the moment, while I'm still coaching at the junior club I love, I'll stay down in Melbourne. Okay. I've got a strong um, passion and strong connection to my club, so I'll okay. stay down in Melbourne. But I did think last year about potentially doing university in Queensland and that way I can go to some games in Queensland, but I feel like I'll stay in Melbourne for now, but one day I'm sure I will get up to Queensland and move. Okay. I'm sure that's going to happen. Okay. Because that's where, you know, you know, here in the United States, when people, when people get older and they retire, they tend to move South to the warmer weather, but in Australia, they go the other direction. They move North to go to the warmer weather. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's, uh, it's just kind of, it's just kind of a, a neat thing. Of course, then you also have the, uh, the saltwater crocodiles up there as well, from yes. what I've heard. Um, a bit again. more north, um, not quite on the Gold Coast. That's up, by, up by Cairns? North, Queen, north Queensland and the top end Northern Territory. Okay, yeah. So who's going to be the leading goal kicker this year? Leading goal kicker? Well, it should be Ben King. It okay. should be. Um, Alex Sexton, if he gets to move on, he might challenge as well. Isaac Rankin potentially, if he can stay fit. And other than that, we don't really have too many. Um, we've got well, that's that's actually a good thing because you've got um, lots of players that will chip in. You don't want to be relying on the one player to kick all the goals. If that happens, great. But if we can have a good spread across the board, that's pretty good. And that's where you don't know who's going to kick the goal. Anyone's right, capable. right, right. Exactly. Somebody, I talked to somebody. Uh last week and they and i i can't remember who it was now because i've talked to so many of them uh 
where they said, well, well, yeah, our leading goal kicker, there's going to be seven of them. They're all going to kick 20 goals. So <laughs> it was like, yeah, but they're just going to spread. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad, good. not a bad thing at all. So as a coach, who, that's what I want to happen in my team. So yeah. So who do, you, unhappy. who do you have in your top four this year? My top four, and I did do it the other day. I had St. Kilda as the premier. I had, and I'll explain my reasoning in a second. I had St. Kilda, then Brisbane, then Port Adelaide, then the Western Bulldogs. I feel like the Western Bulldogs are on the rise. They were pretty unlucky to go down to St. Kilda in the elimination final last year. They've got Trelaw that's come in. They've even got Stephen Martin that's going to be a big have a big impact. Right, right. St. Kilda, again, I feel like St. Kilda was unlucky. They've Again, they've recruited well. So, and I love the work that um, that Radden's doing at St Kilda. I feel like he's had a terrific impact with the young Saints team, and they are ready to make a flag to win a flag. They haven't won one for a long, long time, and that's going to provide some, you know, fire in the belly for the Saints um, players, and they deserve it. And I would be so happy if they were able to. Um, win a flag i've got quite a few friends that do support st kilda and they okay. do deserve it brisbane right. i really wanted them to get up and make the granny last year as much as they are our bigger cousin you need both queensland teams to be performing well for queensland footy to be strong right right you need you know, we need to support each other when we play each other we want to win but apart from that you want both teams to do well um who else do i say port adelaide they should have made the grand final. They had a fantastic season. They were the first club in a long time to be on top of the ladder round one to round 18 last year, but all season they were on top of the ladder. They should have made the grand final and they basically had that all wasted a season. So hopefully they have another strong year. And the, as I said, the Western Bulldogs are on the rise as well. Okay. So you have, you have both grand final participants from last year not making the top four. Wow. Why I say that, Richmond, yes, they've won three out of the last four flags, uh -huh. but they've already known what it's like to win it. They haven't not won a flag before, so do they still have that same motivation to win a flag seeing they've already done it? Um, and you can't stay on top forever. And before they went to the hub, they were struggling. So being back in Melbourne, and they were lucky to get up against um, Carlton last night. And I thought, well, at last night, Melbourne time, I thought Carlton played a really good game. Uh -huh. And um, Geelong, I feel like they're getting a bit slow, a bit old, but they might surprise me. They might make finals. We'll see how that goes. I know you're not happy with that answer, being a Geelong fan. Hey, but it is I what it like is. I, that they will make finals, but I feel like they are on the decline. I was shocked they made the grand final last year, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's we'll see what happens. You know, it's uh, I don't know. I'm I I tip. That's on, a good thing. That's a yeah. good thing about the footy these days. You don't know what's going to happen right. because the league that congested that tight, and that's a healthy league. If a healthy competition, if that's the case. So yeah, I had great stuff. I had I had them beating the Bulldogs in the final in the grand final this year, mm. and I had the Bulldogs coming from the number five spot and, uh, mm. and, and beating Richmond when Richmond was playing mm. their set, their second round game. So we'll see what mm. happens, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It ought to be, it, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of change in the top eight this year. Maybe one or two no. spots are going to change and a team that you did not mention earlier may not make finals this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which will make your parents unhappy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so who's taking Good. the wood yeah who's taking the wooden spoon yeah who's got the wooden um, spoon this year i feel like it's going to be a team that we think won't make the wooden spoon i feel like it's going to shock us similar to north melbourne last year although north melbourne didn't win the wooden spoon they did play worse than we thought they would so i feel like it's going to be a team like that um potentially essendon Although they've got a new coach and um, truck, as he's known down yeah. here, he's apparently had a good impact. But then you've also got Sydney too that are young. Uh -huh. They could struggle 
I can't, I, and I don't think it's going to be Adelaide, Hawthorne, or North Melbourne. I feel like they're going to shock some teams this year. Okay. So, okay. potentially even the Giants. The Giants might go back to their wooden spoon of 2012, 2013 past. It's okay. going to, I think whoever, whoever makes the wooden, wins the wooden spoon will shock a few people. Okay. And it's, it's what's funny about that is that I, what I, I clapped when you said Essendon because I, uh, uh, there's a young man who's in, who's going to uh, he's in university right now in uh, in Melbourne as well. And I don't know. The, the, I do remember the schools because actually one of the trivia questions I asked him was the uh, the address of his university, which he didn't know. Uh, but I don't remember which one it was now, but he's a huge Essendon supporter. He's on the podcast yeah. called Where, Where Do We Begin? And they've had some great yeah. interviews with first year players. But I I have I had Essendon in the. 17th spot on my mm-hmm. ladder and he came on he came on a live episode on monday night to uh to give me a hard time about essendon being in the number 17 spot i feel much better about that now that you said they could take the wooden spoon yeah. uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> even potentially collingwood collingwood might have a shocking year wow that would it's be... gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see how it unfolds so and that would that would be interesting because that's a club that has a a ton of talent and maybe and i don't know what their their draft situation is next year in terms of their picks but if they ended up back at the you know at the top of the draft and brought in whoever was the the top player that that might be something that could help catapult them right back into the finals too so yeah if, if they did make the wooden spoon i'm sure they'll challenge for finals next year yeah that so would be, yeah well, maybe be, it's interesting to see what unfolds yeah it's very maybe, unique Maybe with a new coach. They might challenge for finals in 2022 with a new coach if they have the wooden spoon this year. Yeah. So you kind of hinted as who you thought was going to take the Brownlow um, with with Matty Rowell. Um, Any other other candidates uh, if he doesn't take it? Um, A few years ago, I was on the Max Gorn bandwagon to win the Brownlow. Obviously, that didn't happen. And for Ruckman, it is pretty tough i want to see someone new win it um i get sick of seeing the, the same people win it the, yeah. even the same teams win the premiership so if there's talk about at the moment about bonton pally winning the um brown light if he was to win it i wouldn't have a problem with that whatsoever okay. i feel like it's fine for a doggies um player to win the brown light i haven't done it in over a decade so if that was to happen you know great job okay and what about the Coleman Trophy or the Coleman Medal? Who's taking that? The Coleman's an interesting one because it's about, it's not just about um, who's going to hit the most goals. If you've got a good team balance in your team, mm-hmm. you won't get a Coleman contender. Right, right. Um, Charlie Dixon, if he plays well again and he can actually kick the goals, not kick two goals five like he's done in the past, and mm-hmm. mark those balls too. Yes. I'm sure he will challenge. So that's yeah. probably going to be my pick. But okay, the Coleman, that's... I don't. Yeah, the Coleman, you can't really predict. Right, right. Okay. Well, you know, uh, we've run through pretty much everything that we had on the list there to talk about as far as the uh, the club and and the upcoming year. So I, I, what I've done with some of these episodes, well, most of the episodes as we're as we're closing them out is uh, to ask some trivia questions. So I have. Uh, yeah, I go. Drum roll, drum roll. Okay, I've got some trivia questions here for you. I, if you're working on a historical website for the team, so I, I have this funny feeling you're going to get most of these. Okay. Should. Okay. Here's the first one, and if you don't get this, and we're just going to end the interview right now because uh, you should get I'm this hopeless. one. Yeah. Who was the first senior coach of the Suns? Guy Blue McKenna. There you go. There you go. And. He was, um, when he got announced as a coach, he actually got the job over uh, Michael Voss. That was, there was talk of him getting the job and he wanted the job. Okay. So it was between him and Bluey McKenna and Bluey McKenna got the gig. And when he got sacked in 2014, I thought it was a little bit unfair on him. I feel like he had the, um, he did all the hard work to almost get us to finals in 2014. So he should have had at least another year, but, We've got Stuart June now, and he's a fantastic people's person. Yeah, I think I think Queensland has is fortunate enough to have two great senior coaches. Yeah, 
with their with their if clubs. If I couldn't have Stuart Jew, I would love Chris Fagan. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not complaining. Okay. At this moment in time, who was the oldest player on the list? Jared Harbrow. There you go. You're two for two. You're two for two. And this will probably be his last year, I think. Okay. He's not going to play too much senior footy. He'll mostly play in the BFL, nurturing the younger players, but he's a good player to have it involved in the club. Okay. That's, a good that's, it's great if you've got somebody that, that, that's, that's, you know, willing to kind of, you know, swallow their pride, if you will, and do something like that. Yeah, that's uh, – He'll play a yeah. few senior games of footy, but mostly in the BFL, I think. Okay, okay. Uh, I actually just thought of a, another – one more question I'm going to ask here. Uh, so uh, let me ask you this one as I'm jotting this other one down as well. What two well-known players had the highest average goals per game in 2016 and 2015, respectively, for the Suns? It would have been Charlie Dixon and Tom Lynch. There you go. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. Okay. Um, Charlie, Charlie Dixon, he played 2015 was his last year at the club, I'm pretty sure. And he played a good year. I remember going up to a game in Queensland, North Melbourne game. He kicked five or six that game. He had a few bags and he just starred. And, you know, out of all the clubs that have left, he's probably the one. I like to see do well. Tom Lynch, I cannot say the same about. Um, <laughs> and I'm not the only, I'm not the only supporter. I feel like he's a grub, and he's um, very disrespectful to the club that gave him his start. Yeah, I, I I think you might be right about that. Who did Gold Coast defeat for their first win in round five of the 2011 campaign? Port Adelaide, and that was our last ever win against Port Adelaide. <laughs> And they came back from a 40-point deficit yeah. in the third quarter to win that good, game. That was a good game to watch. Yeah. A really good game. I watch it back all the time. How many wooden spoons have the Suns earned? Two. Yep. In 2011 and 2019. In 2019, yes. Okay. So we've done pretty well to avoid wooden spoons. Yeah, they have. Yeah, well, and... You know, the, the, the league has done quite a bit to try to help yeah. push along the club to become successful as well. And it's working. It is working yeah, now. Yeah, that's good, yeah. If um, we win the wooden screen this year, Stuart, you will get the sack. But I'm confident we won't. Um, oh, I don't think, yeah, screen. I don't think you'll have that happen. No. Uh, which, which player led the Suns in disposal efficiency percentage in 2020? Well, I don't know this one. I'm just going to put a guess. Disposal efficiency, Jack Bowes. Sam Collins. Lacocious. Sam Collins. No, Sam Collins. Well, yep. that's a, he's, he's, he's a pretty good player. See, you got me on the question. I there didn't you know. Go. I don't know everything. After Tom Lynch, who you don't want to talk about after this, hmm. which current Suns player has kicked the most goals for the Suns? After Tom Lynch, I would say Alex Sexton. You'd be right. Yeah. You'd be right. And he, he had a game where I think the first couple of years, the first couple of weeks in that year, he was winning the Coleman. So that's yeah, fantastic. As a, small, as a small forward, it is pretty hard to remain consistent for the whole year. So, right, right. Okay. In 2018, the club introduced its new mascot. What's its name? So we have Sonny Ray as the male mascot, and I don't know it. I've seen it. Um, yep, don't know the female mascot, but I know what she looks like. She's got dreadlocks, um, red and yellow yeah. dreadlocks. You've okay. Indigenous bandana. I, I don't know her name. It's called it. Sky. Sky, that's right, Sky. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now this is this is this is an interesting one. Uh, this one I uh, you might get this one, and then I have a fun one after this one. This is a more mm. serious one. What rugby player who played with the Brisbane Broncos and the Carl French? Hunt. Okay, I won't even have to read the damn question then. <laughs> he was uh, he was signed along with Gary Ablett in two thousand and nine. Yeah. Yep, that's Carmichael Hunt. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so you've done extraordinarily well. 
Yeah, you had the. I found the obscure uh, disposal disposal efficiency percentage that you you struggled with, and that I had a question yeah. that I just didn't write down correctly there, or do a very good job on it. That uh, we just kind of skipped over as well. Okay, it's all in the fun. Yeah. So here's my last question for you: Which player will compete for the second best mustache on the club after Oleg Markov this year? Alex Sexton. Okay. He probably has one, and we used to have um, Braden Crosley, but he got delisted. He had a pretty good one for okay. an eighteen-year-old. Yes. Yeah, Markov's mustache looks like he could be a professional wrestler. Yeah, that looks yeah, like it well, looks like some, you know. Unique. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, Linton, I appreciate you taking some time today to sit down and talk with me, man. This has that, been a lot of so fun. Good. This that's is so good. I've enjoyed it. This has been great. I'm 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 glad that they're they're I'm glad that you decided to become a Sun supporter. I'm I'm sure you catch a little bit of grief from your friends about it because I they, do, but I don't let it bother me. That's and that's okay. And you know what? Once they start winning, you don't have I'll to have be the last you, laugh. well, you can have the last laugh, but you don't even have to be cocky about it. You can say, This yeah. is what they've been building towards. Mm-hmm. I've been on this since the ground floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I I or what you can what you can say is, you know what? I was a sun supporter before being being a sun supporter was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That's you got true. yeah you got that to look forward to that so do you uh you know you got you got the background there and, and you know you got the member shirt there do, do you do you wear the sun's garb you know the shirts and that sort of thing quite frequently to I do. university I've got 20 24 guernseys i think probably more holy mackerel wow yeah, so how much so so and I, I want to ask you this because I, you know, when I first became a fan a number of years ago, you know, you, you, and there were, they're all sunscreens you have, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, do you have any, uh, do you follow like the NBA at all? Not really. Okay. Um, more, more so just the footy and the cricket. Okay. Traditional Aussie sports. Okay. Do you, do you have friends who are NBA fans? I probably do. Okay. I don't really pay okay. much attention to. Them. But but have you know you know? Well, let me ask you this then. You know, if you've or maybe NFL fans or that sort of thing. But do you do you ever see, you know, the same person wearing like a uh, a basketball jersey from a bunch of different teams? Yep. You know, so you, the same guy might have a Bulls jersey yep. and a Lakers jersey and a uh, Orlando Magic jersey and that type of thing. Yep. Okay. Reason I'm asking this, and this is something that I, when I first started following the game, you know, I have, I have a couple, I don't have a lot of, you know, cats gear. I've got a couple hats, a couple scarves and a couple polo shirts. And uh, I said, well, what if I, you know, as a, as a footy fan, if I'm trying to promote the game, I said, is it, is it wrong for me? I said, cause I, you know, lots of people will, you'll wear different NBA jerseys all the time. I said, if I'm living in the States and trying to promote the game, is it wrong for me to wear, you know, a Hawthorne polo shirt to work or a yeah. Sydney Swans polo shirt or, 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 you know, any of them to just kind of say, here are some of the clubs that are playing in this game. And, and, you know, the, the, the die and die hard supporters that, you know, you can never wear anybody else's colors or that no. sort of thing. You only wear your currency and that's it. And that's probably more so an Australian um, way of thinking. You only wear, like, if you're looking at state of origin for, in the rugby, for example, if you're uh-huh. a Queenslander and you wear a New South Wales jumper, you're basically putting your head in the line. Uh, <laughs> so you, you wear your, you just wear your club. That's it. And if your club doesn't end up being well, well, so be it. Okay. Well, the, I mean, and again, it's, you know, I, it's, it's yeah, interesting it, to look at the different cultures. Yeah. If I, if I, if I live there, I would only wear Geelong stuff. Yeah. But, you know, my thought was, since I'm here and I'm trying to encourage people to check out this game, mm-hmm. you know, if I had a Suns polo shirt, if I was wearing a Suns polo shirt or a, a Magpie shirt or a, you know, West Coast Eagles or something of that nature, or the the wooden spoon winning Essendon Bombers, as you mentioned, yeah. um, you know, you know, I didn't you know, it, I didn't know if that was like sacrilegious to do that sort of thing, you know, yeah. here when you're trying to promote the game. Because that's why that's why I was trying to equate it to somebody who's a fan of the NBA wearing a bunch of 
different NBA uh, jerseys in Australia. Cause they're not, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of showing, Hey, look at all these different clubs that play the game. That was my mindset with that. Yeah. That's so okay. good. Yeah, okay. In Australia. No, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it there. Uh, I would not do it there. No, no. but I, I figured here, maybe I could get away with it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Cause I, I have, I, I, I actually, and I, they've been there for a long time. I have uh, like seven or eight different polo shirts from different clubs that are in my, uh, ebay account that are on my list yeah. of things to buy i just i haven't i haven't pulled the trigger to buy any of them yet but i i'd like to do it because then it makes it easy to dress for work i just wear a different different shirt every day to work if your uh, team loses on the weekend you just put a winner's top on there you go yeah, exactly exactly you have a you have like a, a winner's bet like that you know you, you know the sons and lions play and if the lions win you have to wear a lion's shirt to, to to class yeah well i've got my gold coast tie here and if gold coast ever beat collingwood well I know my dad's going to work in. <laughs> is he? Has he agreed to that? No. Okay, but you're gonna you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, that's okay. the way I roll. Okay. Well, hey, you know what, Linton, it was fantastic having you on, sir. I know you got some stuff you need to get to today, yeah, and uh, thanks, Greg. It was this was a blast. I, you know, I want to thank Linton Martin, uh, a huge Gold Coast Sun supporter from Melbourne, for coming on, and and I wish the Suns best of luck this year. I think it's going to be a uh, it's going to definitely be a step in the right direction for them. What they may, they, they may make it to the eight, but they're certainly moving up. Okay. Yeah. You're absolutely welcome. It's great to have you on. Thank you. Keep studying hard. Okay. I will. All right. And a huge thanks to Linton Martin for coming on the show. Linton, great story. Uh, I didn't mention this early on and we'd already cut the, uh, the, uh, interview. Uh, but after, after we finished up, he, he pulled, uh, he pulled out his collection of Guernseys and I believe I lost count with the 30th of his son's Guernseys and every imaginable permutation and different year and that sort of thing. Just a phenomenal collection of them. So as you heard, he is a Melbourne based Gold Coast supporter. He's lived in Melbourne his entire life. That's what I thought was so unique about him. He made the conscious decision as a young child that I'm going to support this new team. I'm getting in on the ground floor. That's pretty darn cool, quite frankly. I thought I thought that was a really impressive story. And, uh, yeah, his parents support another club, but they're kind of coming around, as he said. Don't forget, if you'd like to sign up for the mailing list, that you get each new episode sent to you right away. There's a short uh, form in the show notes. Also, check out the storefront. Check out the Buy Me a Coffee page as well. And if you've got an idea for a show topic or if you think you know someone who'd be a great guest, maybe it's you, uh, send me a DM on Twitter or shoot me an email at yankofthefootagegmail.com. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Remember, you can find all the episodes at yankofthefooty.podbean.com. You can also find them on your favorite podcast provider. They're also available on my YouTube channel. And once I get done with these preview episodes, I'm going to get all of those uploaded to uh, to the YouTube channel. I don't have any of those there right now. I've been so busy putting out uh, the preview episodes over the last few weeks that I have not had an opportunity to do that. And now that you listen, I hope you'll consider giving me a review on Apple Podcasts. Let's me know what you think about the show, what I'm doing well, what I could do better. Let's Apple know as well, and maybe we'll get a little bit of a bump on their algorithm and, and we'll get it in front of more eyes. And remember, you can reach me at yankonthefootygmail.com and on Twitter at yank underscore on, as well as on Instagram and on Facebook at yankonthefooty. Ladies and gents, I want to thank you for listening because without you tuning in, I'm, I'm flying solo here. So I'm... I'm so glad that I'm able to provide you with some uh, some fun entertainment, maybe uh, some informative entertainment, maybe just some something to help you uh, relax during the drive to work or the drive home for work or the, the train ride or whatever you happen to be doing or you're working out in your garden or whatever the case may be. I truly appreciate you tuning in. I love the fact that you're sharing the podcast with your friends. I, I, this has been my biggest month uh, in terms of downloads in, since the inception of the podcast, and it is only the 18th of the month. There still are almost two full weeks yet. 
So this this could be a phenomenal month. Yeah, I know I put out more episodes, but I've also been reaching supporters from lots of different clubs as well. And like I, I always say, I can't thank you enough for tuning in. We love our clubs. We support this game. We love this game. Footy's the greatest game on the planet, bar none. Thanks so very much for tuning in. I ask that you share, again, that you share the podcast with your friends and family. And folks, may your dribble kick never hit the post. And until next time, I will catch you later. This has been episode number 86 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening. And please share a link with the, of the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, folks, goodbye. <laughs>